Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. is a snippet of a recording that I did for my online coaching clients to reinforce the first place they need to start when they're getting their fat loss started. And I call it the problem with fat loss today because I find so many clients that I start working with get caught up in the detail of things like meal timing, uh, meal frequency, number of meals per day, Uh, which food to eat when really they need to be asking how much food do I need to reach my fat loss goal in relationship to my daily energy needs. It's not an exact science and it's a process of getting to what I call the fat loss sweet spot where you are able to adhere to a fat loss plan and see that continual ongoing average fat loss over time and not feel so psychologically taxed that you just don't even you you stop the process and you're just going to give up and quit so These are some of the problems I see with people coming out to do fat loss. They think beautiful. If it's just calories uh, in versus calories out, then I'm going to do heaps of exercise and I'm just going to eat as little as possible. And that leads on a path to giving up as I described, but also negative uh, feelings towards even doing fat loss. So, uh, there is a, I always say there is a time and a place for fat loss to be done. In many, many cases, fat loss promotes better health for all of us. It is not something to be scared of, but armed with the facts, you can decide how you're going to go about it. So that's what my aim is with my online coaching clients. And I hope you get something out of this episode, just bearing in mind that um, this is just a small amount of the information that is... Um, that I deliver to my clients as part of my courses. So everything obviously has a context. This is just um, one little snippet. So hope you enjoy. Hi guys, Um, just coming on to talk about or revisit the first rule of fat loss um, for our new participants in the group, as well as a little reminder for those of you that have been practicing fat loss for a little while now. Uh, There is a tendency for people to get caught up in the details of what is the right food to eat, how often should I eat, um, what time of day should I eat, um, and that tends to distract people from the underlying principles that apply to every single fat loss diet that you've ever done and succeeded on. And that is that they put you into an energy deficit. So when you understand the principle of energy balance, then you can 
adapt your fat loss process to yourself rather than relying on a set of someone else's rules that they've created to put you into this energy deficit. So I'm first off gonna talk about energy. So we take in energy via the food that we eat and it's measured in units called calories. So whether we like that term calories or not, whether we like to, inverted commas, track calories using tracking apps or not, um, it does apply. It's what we eat. Um, so we take in our energy via calories and we expend it also via a number of mechanisms. Most people think that exercise is the primary driver of fat loss. And I'm going to explain to you why it's not just to try to conceptualize all this for you. Um, so as you can see, there's a few myths running around within this topic itself. Um, energy expenditure. So I'm talking here, I'm moving my hands, I'm raising my eyebrows, I'm expressive, I'm expending energy. Oh, even if I was laying in bed and not moving all day, I would be expending energy. So your total daily energy expenditure needs to be a bit more than what you take in via your food so that you can start to burn body fat and lose body fat. So we need an energy deficit. So your total daily energy expenditure is made up of, as I mentioned, what it takes to keep you alive, which is your basal metabolic rate. That's 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. Then we've got 20% our non-exercise activity thermogenesis, NEAT, or incidental movement. Most people think that this is literally the steps that are measured on your watch. But as I mentioned before, it's your posture, it's your expressiveness, it's how much you get up out of your friggin' seat. It's whether you park a bit further away at the shops, whether you take the steps versus the lift, that's your NEAT. So that's another 20%. So we're now at 90% of what makes up your total daily energy expenditure. Then we've got about another 7% for burning food. So the energy that it costs to digest food. Yes, some foods are higher energy costs to digest than others. But when we're talking, we're at 7% of our um, total daily energy expenditure. Uh, it's going to make a really small little difference, your food selection there. Um, depends what phase you're at in your fat loss, whether that matters or not. If we have a lot of body fat to lose, a lot of the small details that I'm touching on now about food selection, higher um, cost to burn foods, that kind of thing, higher thermic effective food, um, they're, they're not necessary. So we're left with 3%. That's your exercise. So when you consider the proportion of energy expenditure, most people are looking to expend more energy via doing more exercise. And that's fine, but you're not going to increase that proportion relative to your total daily energy expenditure by much. 
unless you're absolutely flogging yourself for hours. Most of us don't have time for that, A. And B, you may end up injured and fatigued and not want to do it at all and very unmotivated, even sick sometimes. So we want to look at increasing our, we can't really change much about our basal metabolic rate unless we can increase it by gaining weight, by the way, which we don't want to do here. Um, We your basal metabolic rate will decrease as you lose weight, but you need to lose a fair bit relative. Um, So let's look at increasing our incidental movement. It's lower, lower cost in terms of psychologically taxing as well as effort and intensity. So you can get more bang for your buck by increasing your incidental movement there. That being said, unfortunately, we all, all well, the quickest way to go about things when you want to lose body fat is to look at what you're eating. Does that mean that you literally need to calorie track to lose body fat? No, you don't have to. Let's have a think about how every diet will try to bring you into an energy deficit utilizing different methods such as imposing food rules so foods that you can and cannot eat when we have a lot of food rules it's going to put you in a calorie deficit if 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 you adhere to it if you're motivated enough to adhere to it in my observations and experience with clients uh, a lot of people are motivated in the very short term to stick to restrictive food rules and then they drop their bundle after a little while because they've had an absolute gut full of it and it doesn't fit their life. Um, That being said, if someone is motivated enough to stick to it for a period of time because they maybe posted on social media, they're going to do this amazing thing. Maybe they're selling a product as well. Uh, Maybe they're selling fitness products online they will stick to some pretty out there food rules in order to stay lean because they're highly motivated, whether it's um, to save face or financially or to prove something to themselves or they have low self-esteem or whatever it is. Um, that's, that's really common. Uh, portioning. So when you're following a meal plan that someone set out the amounts for you to eat, the portions if adhered to without going outside of the scope of the meals included in the meal plan, it's going to put you in a calorie deficit and energy deficit for fat loss. So that's how they work. Um, else? Food rules, limiting times of day that you eat is another way in which, um, and, and windows of eating. So you can look at to your fasting there fasting methodologies, um, that's also going to put you into a calorie deficit. And the big if is if, if, if you can adhere to it for a period of time. So I, I guess the first rule of fat loss is your, that you need to be in an energy deficit to use fat, how you go about that should really be up to you. In my opinion, once you understand this stuff, um, but then the second rule is that it needs to be able to be adhered to by you to promote long-term fat loss. So when people lose large amounts of body fat in a short amount of time by sticking to something relatively um, extreme or restrictive, um, 70% of that scale weight loss in the first couple of weeks is water weight and food 
food bulk, gut contents. <clears throat> That's when you see people on detoxes. Oh, that, there's another method, replacing meals. Um, so massive calorie deficit there. Um, when you see people losing large amounts of weight, of weight, dropping like five kilos in a couple of weeks, 70% of that is not body fat. What we want to do as part of this course is lose more body fat, preserve lean tissue long-term. That is what we call your body composition. And long-term, it's better for your health, but also for how you look to preserve lean tissue and decrease body fat. So what happens when people are dropping uh, weight fast and if they do it again and again, this is shown in the research. So you, you classic yo-yo dieting, they're actually, they're actually negatively, they're, they're ending up with a worse off body composition long-term. So they might lose a lot of weight a couple of times a year, but every time they regain, they're regaining more body fat than lean tissue, particularly if they're not resistance training. So they're ending up with more work to do, digging that, that body fat hole deeper. So that's what I am not wanting you guys to do as part of this course. And so I have put you into a tw approximately 20% calorie deficit from your maintenance, which should promote a moderate amount of fat loss. It should be able to be adhered to by you with my support. So going back to this concept that or all of these ideas out here that there are certain ways that you need to eat to lose body fat. It's not the case. You just require an energy deficit. So if particular methods have or haven't worked for you in the past, I'd like you to reflect on that and start to join the dots about why it put you in an energy deficit. Was there something that you particularly liked about the method or was there something that you really struggled with? And I do get people sometimes saying, I hate calorie counting, I'm not going to do it. And that's okay. The number one reason that calorie counting won't work for people, it always works. The only time it won't work is when there is a low level of skill. It, it's, a, it's a skill. It requires a high level of accuracy to promote uh, fat loss. Otherwise, and this is shown in the research too, we under-report, we tend to under-report what we eat. So we might be entering 1,200 calories a day into our calorie tracker, but what's going in our mouth is a lot more, and that's where we see that frustration with calorie tracking. So as part of this course, I'm going to support you if you do wish to calorie track but let you know where it has its drawbacks and what and what other methods you can use to ensure that you get yourself into an energy deficit without having to rely on a calorie tracking app for the rest of your life so we're going to use a few diff different methods there um, I'd like you to just take away as I wrap this one up as well, that you can eat any foods in an energy deficit and you will lose body fat. This has been proven time and time again. So if you want a little bit of a read, look up the Twinkie experiment or the Twinkie diet, Professor Mark Horb, where he 
tried to illustrate the point that even if you're eating a diet that is solely a carbohydrate and fat or junk food diet, so he ate mostly Twinkies in a caloric deficit and he lost body fat. No, it's not a great method for health. But the point is that sometimes fat loss, it ultimately generally is about health, but there are, you can go about it in an unhealthy way. So if you're finding yourself getting caught up in the detail of um, what food should I eat, I want you to take a step back and go, how much am I eating? Okay, so a calorie deficit works 100% of the time. The problem with different methods is whether or not they work for you and whether or not you're able to adhere to them. So that's your first rule of fat loss. If you have any questions, um, pop them into the comments. Um, If you'd like to share anything about your personal experiences um, with other members in the group, feel free to do that. Um, It does help uh, rather than me just lecturing everybody. And uh, that's your first rule of fat loss. So always start here, always come back here. If you find yourself going off down garden paths to do with particular details, pull yourself back to this point Um, and enjoy the results.